<laughs> What's up, guys? I'm here to let you know that we have one of the most lit Twitches of all time, and you should come watch us every Monday and Wednesday night, twitch.tv slash Media. Ian, drop the music. Welcome in to the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. I am JJ. You guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers on Twitter. With me today, I have Keone. What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody of all denominations? Oh, it is good to be speaking to you on this podcast on this wonderful day and if you want to hear any of my analysis from the games which goes into concepts like did tom brady actually get injured or get was that an actual penalty or is cooper rush an mvp candidate hmm? follow me on twitter at daydreamer keone for other enticing tweets of that nature and ryan is here what's up guys Check out my Twitter, R-O-K-K-O, Daydreamer. I am there tweeting it up about nothing. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. It's about funny stuff and, you know, fantasy. You guys can follow the show at FF Daydreamers on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got a, got a lot of stuff. Good, good stuff. Good, good connections to the information and the content that we are putting out on the Twitter. So if you, you know, links to the articles, all that good stuff also on Twitter, besides all our interesting and fascinating and helpful tweets. Bye weeks are upon us. Week six. We're heading into week six now, which is the first week with bye weeks, the Lions, Titans, Raiders, and Texans will all have a buy in week six. So if you have any of those players starting any of them, you're Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Damian Pierce. You got to find a replacement and start someone else in that lineup. So, so just, uh, just you've been forewarned. Mm. Now let's get into some news. Seahawks running back Rashad Penny fractured his fibula on Sunday. He will have tests done to determine if surgery is necessary, but his season is likely over. Rough. Just one of those things where, you know, a guy who come off a look, great game. Yeah. Come looking, off a great game. Looking great. But where when one door shuts another door opens for Kenneth Walker and I'll talk more about him later but still kenneth walker is gonna be good uh the seahawks signed tony jones jr who was recently released from the saints practice squad so just another body to to fill in with uh rashad penny missing time i remember tony jones is that tony jones (laughs) tony jones sounds like a pizza owner yeah yeah tony jones pizza we deliver (laughs) Uh, Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins left early dealing with an, his ankle injury. Uh, just got to keep this one in in your mind. 
Uh, mm. See what it looks like uh, Wednesday, Thursday in practice. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott says he is day-to-day. Um, he's seen doctors regularly, and uh, we'll see. We'll see when he comes back. I know. We we talked about it in the live stream um, a little bit, so that was some good stuff, but I really need him to come back, for if, if anything, for Dalton Schultz. Like, I, I'm just getting killed. I'm just open in a wide field and just getting obliterated. So... Just, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Panthers quarterback Baker Mayfield was seen in a walking boot. Uh, good or bad news for the Panthers? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm a- shout out to PJ Walker, bro. I yeah. want to watch it. Mm. It's not good news, but still, it's got to be better than I don't know. Uh, Panthers head coach Matt Rule was fired on Monday morning, so I, I guess that it will be better for the Panthers because he was not doing very well there. No, An- another thing we talked about in the live stream to hear. And so if you want to hear our analysis, listen to the live stream says there's some good insight there. Yeah, and we can ramble a little more. So exactly. Cardinals running back James Conner left early with a rib injury. Then Cardinals running back Darren Williams left early with a knee injury. And Jonathan Ward, another Cardinals running back, left early with a hamstring injury on Sunday. Dropping like flies. Lots of hits to this Cardinals running back room. (laughs) Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill was seen wearing a walking boot on his left foot. Hmm. So We'll see. uh, that's That's a banged up team, too. Yeah, they they really play differently when Tua is playing than without him. Yeah. Uh, well, what about Teddy Dripwater? We didn't well, we didn't really get a C because he left early with a concussion. So you know what's crazy is it was said that he passed the concussion protocol, yeah. and he just went in, or he didn't go in. He just sat him out. But so they I wonder, still held him out. Yeah. I want. I wonder. Well, that's out of fear, obviously. But I mean, you uh, like not that it, you know, but, but you, you reap what you sow. And so in a way, it's like if they didn't have the stuff that happened before, Bridgewater might have gone back in. Yeah. But it's better to err on the side of safety. So I, I wonder if it happens more with like the NFL, because like whether Jason Kelsey got, well, mm. got um, tested for a concussion. But I mean, he. Went out, moved, was great. So, um, yeah, I think that they still held Bridgewater out. Like he passed, but they still held him out because he is still in concussion protocol. Even though he hmm. has passed all the tests, he's still in protocol. He's and not out there's of protocol. This, and then I think there's the stuff with the spotter as well, which is way, maybe why I think he didn't go back in. So there's there's multiple evaluations or people seeing it from different perspectives. There's a whole new rule where if you stumble at all after mm. a hit, you're you're done for the day. Too, so. Ataxia. Yeah. Steelers tight end Pat Frymuth left early with a concussion, so he'll be in concussion protocol. Saints wide receiver Chris Olave left early with a concussion. Uh, and Got that Teddy touchdown Bridgewater. though. Yeah, he did hang on to the ball, but uh, took a um, nasty. No, yeah, it looked bad. Yeah, looked looked not so good. Mm-mm. Uh, Patriots wide receiver Nelson Aguilar is dealing with a hamstring injury. Patriots mm. running back Damian Harris left their game early 
dealing with a hamstring injury as well. That's a little bit bigger news. Manje mm-hmm. Stevenson came in and uh, took over that backfield. Like we said, I think that was a very big collective win for us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson did great, and he should do great moving forward. Packers wide receiver Christian Watson left early with a hamstring injury as well. And then on Monday night, Raiders tight end Darren Waller left Monday night's game with a hamstring injury. Good job, Darren. I needed that to, to win one of my games. <laughs> Big fat goose egg. Yeah, it's it's tough seeing all these injuries, but mm. it's that is uh, and the NFL and right. fantasy football. Mm-hmm. That'll do it for the news. Let's move on to our Week Five awards. <laughs> All right, this first award is a dangerous player to start or sit that worked out in your favor. This is the Dangerous Award. Jeez, that is dangerous. I've done something like that, too. I won't tell anybody. (laughs) Oh, boy. Love it. Love it. Um, Okay, so this was a player where if... After this week, this should be solidified, but maybe you decided to to play him for whatever reason and it really worked out for you, but I Michael Carter. I think he lucked. He really really lucked into having a good fantasy performance. Um he found the end zone twice and that's basically all he did. I think he had 21 yards on the ground, 12 yards off passes. This is clearly clearly Brees Hall's backfield now he saw nearly double the touches Carter did 20 to 12 and he had 97 yards on the ground 100 off passes for nearly 200 total yards he also had a snap percentage of 69 nice versus Carter's 42 if you did play Carter you got very lucky but I wouldn't recommend playing him confidently again. Very dangerous. <laughs> All right. I got Gabe Davis coming off back to back weeks where Davis really lets you down, catching four passes for 50 yards and scoring seven total fantasy points in the two weeks combined. Oh, man. You really had to have faith in Gabe Davis and starting him this week. Um, it wasn't looking good coming off that injury for him, but if you stuck with him, he pulled out for you this week. The volume wasn't there. He only caught three balls, but they were meaningful. He had 70, uh, 171 yards, and he scored two touchdowns. He finished as a top three wide receiver on the week. So though he was a dangerous player to start this week, he one-handed his way to fantasy victories, 98-yard touchdown played his way to fantasy victories this week the dirtiest of touchdowns and catches yeah. oh my god be careful though Double up. Uh, uh. Spicy. <laughs> yeah oh man that was amazing to watch especially for someone who has josh allen he is amazing both of those guys uh my dangerous award is gonna have to go to amari cooper um, coming off last week, four targets, one reception, 1.9 fantasy points. 
literally after back-to-back weeks of great fantasy production, you're like, oh, do I start him? Do I not? Going against the Chargers? Well, he performs well again. It's actually kind of a streak. When he's ever he's at home, he performs well. Trade um, him. Trade him now. Trade him while you can. <laughs> seven receptions, 12 targets, 76 yards, and a touchdown. And I swear to God, he put J.C. Jackson on another planet with the, one of those moves, Brad. You know, like sometimes on the screen, when like, you know, they like start, you lose them on the screen. That, I mean, bruh, it was filthy. Ooh, bruh. I mean, Jacoby Brissett also choked that game up at the end, and the Chargers win, but dangerous. Yeah. That's one that paid off for me, but definitely an option to, because, yeah, you can't keep doing that week in, week out. <laughs> All right. You ever done anything dangerous? To- our next award, a player that came in and stole fantasy points from a starter. This is the Vulture Award. You stole it! He stole it! I got Tevin Coleman. Finished the day with 11 touches for 67 yards, and he scored two touchdowns. All on 17 snaps, he finished above Jeff Wilson Jr. in half PPR and full PPR scoring. He had himself a day as well. Jeff Wilson did touch the ball 18 times for 132 yards. He also scored a touchdown. He was also a top 12 running back, but it's those touchdowns. Debo had one touchdown, yeah, but he only had 10 fantasy points. Uh, Tevin Coleman gets in the way of, of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, or maybe you even get George Kittle his first touchdown on the season. I don't know, but... Tevin Coleman getting two of them is just ridiculous. He should not be getting them, especially if he was only in there for 17 snaps. Uh, yeah, I don't know. In deep, deep, deep leagues, maybe Tevin Coleman is an ad because in a Kyle Shanahan offense, like anything is possible. But in a normal situation, I would be worried about playing Tevin Coleman. He just got lucky scoring two touchdowns i do agree he just got lucky i think i would add him in regular leagues because with He's, price still not back yet if jeff wilson gets hurt coleman could be the main guy you're right he should probably be added i think there's a chance you can't play him He's, oh no no, a, no 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 he's a bench stash that, that's actually stash. exactly put him on your bench never play him yeah you see jeff wilson's out you just cram him into your life. Yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. And this one's a little more personal. My Vulture War goes to Joe Burrow for stealing Joe Mixon's touchdown. <laughs> it actually should go to the fucking refs and, and Zach Taylor for just not giving Joe Mixon those goal line carries like he should. But Joe Burrow, I mean, got pushed into the end zone when it should have been Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Frustrating. Frustrating to watch. Um, this one, I think kind of the inspiration for this ward in a way, um, at least this week in particular, got a shout out to intern Aaron. I can't do this without representing the ire for him this week, the, the player of the bane of his existence. Um, it's the man it's you, you look down on the field. It's, it's a tight end. No, it's a quarterback. No, it's both. Taysom Hill. 
<laughs> stealing, just absolutely snatching away rushing touchdowns and running opportunities from Alvin Kamara, basically saying, get out of here. I'm in the wildcat. I'm going to be running the ball for over 100 yards. And even though Kamara did, Kamara didn't have a touchdown. And that's that's thanks to Taysom Hill. Like if you get over a hundred yards and don't find the end zone, it it probably means you got vultured or something weird happened. And in this case, Taysom Hill ran in for three touchdowns. Just further, you you know, adding insult to injury to to Alvin Kamara and his lead backness on this team. So the ultimate uh, ultimate vulture in a okay. way. Taysom With Jameis out, is Taysom Hill a guy that should, we should be playing in our tight ends now? I mean, well, I'm gonna talk. I'm wait till wait till later. Oh, well, sorry, it's not in the notes. I, that's why I asked. <laughs> oh, the question. I, I checked too. Sorry. About oh, that, it but. should be. It should be. I, okay. I think I did that late. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my bad. Okay. Uh, then forget everything you I was going to also go back uh, two episodes ago whenever I was talking about this. Yeah, and fair, but I said fuck that at me. the time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, listen to I my guys. Like, hey, he was a quarterback, but no. Hey, hey, bro, hey, you know what? <laughs> if he was a quarterback, he would have outplayed Russ. Uh, but he's a tight end, who, so he outplays all of, well, besides Kelsey. But mm, he, yeah. I don't know if he scored higher than Kelsey, but anyway. Come on, I he outplayed all tight ends. So I don't think he outscored yeah. Kelsey because uh, four a passing touchdown would have been four. Mm. And right in Mo, yeah, states. yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, so we got second amongst all tight ends. Yeah, right fair. Now. Go play him at tight end. Mm. Should have been the MVP. <laughs> Give him all the awards. All right, let's move on to our MVP <laughs> of the week. The Who do you think you are? I am award. Who do you think you are? I am. So, a guy that is a quarterback. And one of the best in the league, just hand like this is kind of a boring pick, but that in terms of MVP, you kind of go into that territory. It's Josh Allen. Um, this might have changed after the Monday night game, but before that, going into or he according to PFF, he was the number one quarterback on the week and he hasn't finished outside of the top five quarterbacks in each week this season so he sliced and diced the Steelers like they were getting ready to be melted down into some hospital bedpans I don't know he just made them look stupid he had 466 total yards with 424 passing 42 on the ground four total passing touchdowns he did have an interception, but like that's not a big deal when you do when you put in that work. Um, he showed why he is a definite MVP contender, not just for the reg like NFL, but for fantasy as well. Josh Allen just hit off, just making it look easy. Put fries on him and said, "Eat up, boys." <laughs> for real though, like yeah. uh, tough to watch as a Steelers fan. Yeah, uh, my MVP of the week is Austin Eckler. 
20 touches for Austin Eckler, and only four of them were receptions. 173 rushing yards alone, 199 total yards, and scored two touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air. There were a lot of talks a little earlier in the season about maybe you should trade Austin Eckler because he's not returning that top running back season draft value like you put into him. Well, the last two weeks he finished as a running back two, and now this week finished as a running back one, scoring over 30 points both weeks. If you held on to Austin Eckler, or if you were lucky enough to be one of those people that traded for Austin God, Eckler. I couldn't do it. I tried so many times, bro. I tried so many times. He was the MVP <sighs> this week. Yes, he was. Uh, my MVP, Nick Chubb, a guy who I think has now been underappreciated. A guy who's I think has been probably... Not by me. <laughs> One of the biggest steals of the year in general. He was getting drafted as, you know, a running back two, you know, late second round, early third round. And he has been dominant. He does it again. 134 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. He has now a rushing touchdown, four straight games, giving him six, sorry, seven total. I just, he's been going off. He keeps going. I mean, that running, that deep touchdown run was absolutely ridiculous. I think he was like 30, 40 yards, whatever it was. Just smooth, too. Just unbreaking tackles. He's amazing to watch. Like, if you're not going against them and you're just able to kind of watch what they're doing, the Browns organization is kind of hard to watch. <laughs> but him, him, he's smooth. He might be the best pure runner in the league. I, I, I actually 100% agree with you. I, I, I mean, I know John Taylor's really great. And I know Derrick Henry's really great, but Nick Chubb, man. Ah, he's amazing. All right, that'll do it for our Week 5 awards. Let's move on to some waiver wire. All right, first, is there anyone you're adding before your three waiver wire ads who is over 45% rostered? I'll go first. I got Brees Hall at 93.7%. Yes! I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Let's keep the bit going, baby. High in snap percentage, 69%. Nice. Rush attempts, rushing yards, and receiving yards. It appears he has now fully taken over this New York Jets backfield. He finished the day with 197 yards and scored a touchdown. It was a running back three on the week. Go add Brees Hall. <laughs> <laughs> well then, uh, I, I, I go a guy who literally is forty five point seven. Kenny Walker, Kenneth Walker. Hmm. I know we talked about with Penny. I don't think this is just a good pickup. I don't think this is a league winning pickup. Yeah, you remember what the, Penny did last year? The last five games of season. When he basically went off, this is a very similar situation. There's only real two backs because Travis Homer is on the IR still. It's DJ Dallas, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, literally, I think AJ Dillon has the pizza 18. man, Tony Jones Jr. Come oh, on. Oh, my bad. My, I forgot all about him, bruh. My bad. That's how easy it was to forget him. Hey, if you forget uh, about Tony Jones, you're going to regret it. 
I mean, I think Kenneth Walker, like mostly in the second half, had like 14 fantasy points. When you look at AJ Dillon, who has 18 fantasy points the last three games combined. I mean, th- this could change fantasy leagues for real. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just decide that's that that is a huge ad can can walker go mm. add him if you can because he's available in a lot of leagues and you still have a chance to get him yep he rushed for eight times 88 yards and a touchdown had over a 60 yard touchdown he's explosive that's, yeah that's, what you saw at michigan state yeah it's 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 great um so yeah I, that was the clear guy on on my board but somebody else who you know is 47.7 percent rostered carson wentz i mean he he faces the bay- his quarterbacks he's a soft spot for for, for quarterbacks you know they're uh, kind of good but not that good <laughs> geno smith job done geno smith also not above that 45 percent mark yet so like <laughs> Get I Gino thought you Smith were going to say well. Gino. I thought it was going to be Gino. I mean, I should, but like, I feel like I've hammered it so much. Where like, <laughs> I mean, I still can because if you don't have Geno Smith by this point, you're you're. Or if you choose not to get Geno Smith and go with you know maybe like Teddy Bridgewater when Geno Smith and Carson Wentz are both available, you're making the wrong move. Um, you know who you are. Although I don't think they listen to this podcast, but you deserve what you get. Um. <laughs> Anyways, Carson Wentz, they face the Bears next and he's putting up numbers. So play him as a streaming quarterback in good matchups. So because he does terrible against good teams, <laughs> but against bad teams, he is a very viable option. So and plus the, the Bears is a bad team. So if you need a quarterback, this is the week. This is one of the weeks for Carson Wentz. All right. So then who are your top three waiver wire ads this week? Someone who is 45% or less rostered. Uh, I'll, you know, what? I'll change up my order a little bit. Cause uh, we just talked about a commander. So I'll bring another commander to the thing. Brian Robinson, 40 point, 44% rostered a guy who I think, you know, after getting shot in the leg, he got nine touches, you know, or, you know, obviously it was a lot, you know, five weeks ago, six weeks, whatever long it was, but first game back in this many touches, <laughs> Just start practicing. Antonio Gibson gone in the win. There's a legitimate chance in neutral to commanders winning. Brian Robinson could have very good games. I would have him on. I wouldn't start him versus the Bears, but I definitely keep an eye because, I mean, they love him, bro. They really like like him as a back. Did you see he came out to Miniman? Mm, good stuff right there. Yeah. Oh, man. Perfect. No, I did it's, not see that. But. Oh. Dirty. That's, that's a big dub by the whoever's in that booth there. Do whatever. Yeah, is is as good. Uh, he's he definitely makes my list. He's he's second on my list. Yeah, you're right. Antonio Gibson, two touches. Uh, he is done for. J.D. McKissick's gonna be there, but they want to turn the reins over to Brian Robinson. It's just this offensive line is terrible. So you, you just can't mm. trust Brian Robinson yet getting his 11 touches, you know, mm. um, or only getting 11 touches. It's, it's just not a startable play yet, but uh, definitely uh, add him. Uh, my first player is Eno Benjamin, 6.8% rostered. He only got eight carries for 25 yards, but he did score a touchdown, finishes a top 24 back this week. 
it's not great, but there's a chance that with all of these running backs banged up in Arizona, like we talked about, there's a chance that, you know, Benjamin gets play. And so he needs to be added again. Maybe he's not started, but, uh, you know, Benjamin. Yeah. I mean, especially the backup at, for James Conner. I mean, again, yeah, if you James have Conner been Conner, hurt for the last three years and got a payday off of one for injury free season, you know, <laughs> so it's going to happen. Um, okay. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to switch my order as well, just cause I want to talk about this guy first, <laughs> um, as the, I guess, Colts fan of the group. Mm. It's time. It's I'd said it in the preseason and it's time. Rookie wide receivers, Alec Pierce, 8.6% rostered. It's his breakout game versus the Broncos on Thursday night, which saw him catch eight of nine targets for 81 yards. It would have been nice if he had gotten in the end zone, but then again, nobody did that game. Hooray. <laughs> I 100% agree with you, man. He, he was my number three. He mm. made some great catches. I he, mean, he looked like a go-to guy for Matt Ryan throughout that game. And he made some crucial catches. They faced the Jaguars, the Titans, and then the commanders in the next three games, even though the Colts as much as like are not good. <laughs> Those are opportunities for him to see more action in eh, two favorable matchups. So Alec Pierce, rookie wide receiver, had a breakout. It happens every year. So go with him if you believe, because I believe. Um. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about Alec Pierce right now. I 100% agree with you. The guy is legit speed. He was playing so well that they took Patrick Sertain off of Michael Pittman and put Patrick Sertain on Alec Pierce. Again, he was playing. I mean, if his O-line can get right and give Matt Ryan some protection, there's a chance that there's two legit fantasy receivers on this on this team. Um. And then my last guy, Rashad White, uh, 24% rostered. I know Fournette got a ton of, touch, ton of touches yesterday, scored two touchdowns. But he's the clear number two in his offense. He got some touches. And the fact is, if Leonard Fournette goes down, you know I said about Kenneth Walker being you know, a guy who could be a league winner? White could be a legitimate league winner. I would have him at the end of your bench, stash it out, see what's good. And then, you know, just be ready. I, I just, you got to be ready now, especially with running backs getting hurt basically every week. I agree. It's, that's a great ad. Uh, so I agree 100%. If you have the room to stash him, go ahead and stash him. Uh, my third guy, I had Brian Robinson second. My third player is Taysom Hill. 11.8% rostered. And he, as a tight end, I mean, he's tearing it up out there. He so far has um, he's averaging 0.3 targets on the season, <laughs> 0.3 uh, receptions on the season. You know that's um, one target and one reception in in all, all five games. So that's good for him. But let's look at his uh, his touchdowns. He's scoring mm-hmm. touchdowns, and at the mm-hmm. tight end position, even though he's running out of the wildcat and everything. 
the tight end position is so hard to find, especially streamers. If you can go get a guy who's running the ball and has the ability to score touchdowns, especially while Jameis is out, he's going to be, they're going to continue to use him while Jameis is out, while it's Andy Dalton near the goal line, especially they're going to use him. He's going to have chances at a touchdown every single week. Go add Taysom Hill and just fill in that tight end position. Ab- absolutely. I, I 100% agree. Um, I have him. Um, I switched him just to say Alec Pierce first, but he was my top guy. Um, you know, especially if you have guys like Dalton Schultz or <laughs> Darren Waller who put up zero Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox who put up zero, you know, he's a guy who can easily fill in. And should get you points, especially, especially if Jameis Winston is not playing because Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket is not, you know, they're, they can't, they're not relying on him, obviously, like clearly. And look at it. They, who knows when Michael Thomas comes back? Yeah, he, they say he's working his way back. He's going to be good to go soon, but we don't know when. Chris Olave gone with a concussion. I don't know if he'll be out of concussion protocol. In, right? Because it, it was bad. A week. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was bad. Um, and um, so they're, they don't have any receivers there. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to use Wildcat. Yeah. Um, and they face uh, the Bengals and then Arizona, both teams that, you know, that should they should be able to use the Wildcat on and effectively. Um, so Taysom Hill. This is my question uh, real quick. Why is he a tight end and not a running back? I don't this, know, but we this, use this to our advantage. No, I, no, I get that part, but if he's not, I mean, that's a flawed system of him not, oh. if he's not going to catch any passes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's just it's, rushing. It, it's he what running he's back. listed as on the team and in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, fair. Okay. So as long as he is a tight end. The Saints have him listed as a tight end. So that's what uh, oh, I mean, that's fair. platforms are going to use. Means, I get it. I'm not blaming BS Panthers. No, yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, asking but, a question, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. He probably he probably should be changed, but it's hard to give him a real position. Right, if, I'm, if I'm him, I'm making myself a running back so I get, well, this is number seven. <laughs> quarterback. I'm making myself a quarterback so I can get paid. <laughs> <laughs> You tried, bro. Did it work? Failed. Sean Payton. He got paid quite a bit, if I remember correctly. Um, And then my my last guy was Eno Benjamin. Like we said, Um, you know, if if the guys aren't there, then he's gonna get. um, He's gonna be in there, and they face Seattle. Terrible defense. (laughs) Terrible run defense. Then they face the Saints, who just got ran on a bunch by. Seattle, then Minnesota, and then Seattle again. Okay. So if those injuries persist to Connor and Williams, um, he could be a viable option for a few weeks. Damn. And D hops coming back on that schedule. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. That's spicy. Yeah. Oh man. Is there anyone you guys are dropping? I know. I laid it up for you and didn't do it. I said it's spicy and everything. <laughs> oh, Who well. you guys are dropping this week? Um, yes. Matthew Stafford. Mm. Pity. Oh. Fuck you, man. I just, he doesn't look good. It is, he's not, yeah. he needs, I've seen something where it's like they really need a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. And to be honest, like they, I think they really do. I think that's funny. Kevin sent me this literally like deep conversation about they need Odell more than any. I mean, they what might be Van. I might just Van need somebody Jefferson like Odell. Is Jefferson? Uh, I don't think so. Van, Van. 
Jefferson, ah. But they need, I mean, they need anything, they need, they need somebody like Odell, just somebody to facilitate those, you know, good enough wide receiver. Um, and Allen Robinson is unfortunately not it. They just need that third guy um, as a pass catching wide receiver option to clear up, you know, options for uh, Cooper Cup and everybody else. But anyway, so I agree with that because he did look bad and I did and like I said to sit him last or this past week. But can you drop and, him right before they play Carolina? Who, Matthew Stafford? Yeah. I mean, no, I would play him right versus Carolina. We just saw what they did last week. But in my petting that level, I am dropping him. But yeah, I can't. I, that's the I thing can't is after watch him do another QB twenty nine <laughs> performance, bro. I can't after, do after it. After Carolina, they have the bye week, and then after the bye, they have San Francisco. Oh, okay, yeah. So I think I after mean, Carolina, maybe drop him, especially bye-bye. if he yeah. doesn't if he doesn't perform against Carolina. Uh, mm. It's not just the Lenny Odell. They need a new left tackle, a new mm-hmm. left yeah. guard, a new center. A new right guard. I heard they're looking for tryouts, Ian. It's time to get back in the game, baby boy. It's time to put this podcast on the map and tell them you'll you'll play for free as long as you put the podcast on your last name, bruh. <laughs> Producer Ian, quote, I'm bulking right now. I get it. That's why you couldn't do the drop. I appreciate it, bruh. He's, there's he's not, when you come back on screen, I need to see you just lifting weights. Just like this, <laughs> he's doing the the one thing in that one video where it's like, all right, am I am I am I shake? I got add some protein, add some protein, and some more protein, and then we take uh-huh. a little bit and add some protein. Uh, but uh, for me, a guy that I think legitimately can drop is Josh Palmer of the Chargers. I believe he's thirty six point four percent rostered. Keenan Allen has got to come back at some point, you know, hopefully sooner than later. Um, but Josh Palmer has had four catches over the last two weeks and less than 50 yards total and no touchdowns. It's the Mike Williams and Austin Eckler show for the time being. And once Keenan Allen comes back, that gets even worse for everybody else who has not named those guys. Um, yeah, Josh Palmer. Use him to get use that spot to get guys that we've mentioned already in this podcast. Yeah, and someone we've mentioned before dropping Julio Jones. Still forty nine point nine percent rostered. You can let go of Julio Jones. He's been yep. he's played in two games so far this season. He's often injured. He's not the same Julio. Yeah. Even and, when he does play, he's just not getting targeted. You know, and, a tight end you could drop for uh, a guy named Taysom Hill, like a great pickup. Dalton Schultz. I mean, <laughs> two receptions over his last three games. Seven, sorry, eight targets, 18 yards, 2.8 fantasy points. Realistically, you should be dropping Dalton Schultz and putting in Taysom Hill. You know what? That's uh, it, it's fair. It's fair. Like, so if people have to do it now, yes. But I think once Dak Prescott comes back, that will change. It has, it has to change. So I have to manifest that as the change that I, I need. Um, but book going back to Julio Jones, Chris Godwin is back and he looks, he looks good. So, and Mike Evans is Mike Evans is wild. I'm just that saying Dawson Knox will never goose you. Well, he'll, he never, this, he'll never have zero receptions. He did this week. So, well, he was hurt. So, well, there you go. 
Uh, I, I, I gave you. The, I put the. Hey, we can put it the last month. Shotsley <laughs> 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 has two receptions. Knox is getting you four, four, and three, and one. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's Cooper Rush is like the kryptonite to Dalton Schultz. So, all right, that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Go ahead and like, follow, subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Leave us a five star review and something in the comments because it really helps out. Tell your friends to listen because this is where you're getting the greatest content. This is where you're getting, you know, who to start, who to sit. And we're always right. Just tell your friends we're always right. Make them listen to us. Find all of our content on our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. We got articles going out weekly. Lots, lots and lots of articles. Um, like I said, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at FF Daydreamers. Follow us on Twitch, twitch.com slash daydreamermedia. So that way you guys can come hang out with us. Follow us there. Click that notification bell so you guys don't miss whenever we go live. Anything else? Uh, oh, yeah. Top 20th percentile of, of podcasts. And so. stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.